Business Salon with Jim and Andrew. Okay, welcome to the Business Salon. Hello, everyone. There you all are. Hi. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the first uh, Business Salon, first one ever, where today we're going to be discussing um, consultants. Uh, so the question that we're, we're exploring and answering today is, are consultants uh, full of shit or are they awesome and useful? Right. So we're going to, um, yeah, we're going to jump in. The way this is going to work, we've got this question um, and we're going to, me and Andy are going to each do a bit of a provocation. So bring some perspective on, uh, on the question. Uh, I'm going to be like anti-consultant and, and Andy's going to be pro-consultant. Pro and then we'll open it out to a bit of a discussion with everyone. Uh, and if we get more people in, we'll do some breakout rooms. But if, the, if there's just this number, then we can just discuss it, I think, in this small group. Um, but first, a little intro to who we are, because I know some of you and I don't know all of you. So my name is Jim, Jim Rally. I run a company called Flux. I'm the co-founder of that company. And we help, our kind of mission is to help people change companies. Uh, and we do that through coaching, uh, we run experiments, we do kind of run workshops, put together learning programs, create content, and um, of course do do some consulting too, whatever whatever that means. Um, and recently started a new kind of side side company called Com Com for Com Comedy for Companies, where I'm working with a, a friend who's a stand-up comedian to uh, to like teach companies how to do stand-up and laugh more and take the piss out of themselves. Um, yeah, so that's super fun. That's me, Andy. Who are you? Hello. Um, I think I know most of you uh, in, in the group so far. Um, my name's Andy Young. Um, thanks, Yorick. I see I brought some trees with me today. I figured uh, we, we could do with some plant life in the scene, so I brought some trees. Um, I'm a design and innovation consultant. Um, at least that's what my LinkedIn profile says. So if it says that, it must be true. Um, I'm also a leadership coach and um, just now sort of trying to, for, for the last year I've been trying to develop my coaching business on the side and meanwhile still doing a lot of um, design and innovation consulting. Um, currently working on some cool projects around uh, social isolation and loneliness and older people in the UK. Um, just finished a collaboration with a cool NGO out in Denmark. Um, they were interested in how they can introduce design thinking and innovation practices into their organization. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably enough for me. Nice, thanks Andy. Oh, Tom needs to pop out, he said, he's, he said he'll be back. Okay, so I'm gonna give the, um, just a few, a few thoughts on why people might hate consultants <laughs> or, or why the world seems to, seems to be a little bit negative towards consultants. Um, and then Andy will give the, give the pro side. So yeah, just like I said, I am a consultant too, so uh, yeah, I'm just giving these, giving these things as a, <laughs> as a, as a perspective. So why would we hate consultants? Um, first reason is that consultants come in and they just, they just tell us what we already know about our organization. They come in and, and, and listen to people, sit with them, interview them, then take all that stuff, take all the wisdom from inside the organization. Maybe they just package it up in a nice PowerPoint and share that with the the executive or the board or the leadership but, but it's but it's stuff we already know that they're not actually necessarily bringing anything anything new to the organization that's one of the reasons why people people seem to seem to hate consultants um the second one 
they so often bring in, like come with this big idea, this, this big idea for how we can change the organization or the big idea for how the strategy should be that they've gone away and created an isolation in their, in their kind of consulting offices somewhere. And then again, they bring that back in a big shiny PowerPoint, present it to everyone and then just, and then just fuck off and leave everyone to everyone to, to get on with it. So that's, that's the second reason why people seem to seem to hate consultants. Um, third, maybe they don't leave, maybe they build dependency. So, Ups, gradually upselling, adding more things, adding more services, creating this kind of nurturing this this childlike dependency on their advice, on their strategy, on uh, on the things that they're bringing into the organisation. So you actually can't stop uh, paying for their paying for their expensive services. So that's yeah, number three, nurturing dependency. Um, fourth one, they're super expensive. The, I was I was just looking at some some stats. Uh, the the big three in the U.S. McKinsey, Bain, and, and Boston Consulting Group, they earn in total ten billion dollars a year. So like lots of money churning through these consultancies, massively high hourly rates and day rates. Um, unsure as to the amount of value that they're bringing into organizations for for those high day rates. Um, I've heard a bunch from people about how, how they use consultancies for kind of power plays. So maybe someone comes into an organization um, as a manager or a leader, C-suite, something like that, and they want to assert their power. They want to assert their position on the organization. So they bring in a consultancy to validate their uh, position and opinions and get some people fired. So it's, it's all, about, all about power plays as well, potentially. Um, and one of the big frustrations I think people have with consultancies, one of the reasons why they are um, potentially like a divisive force is that they have no skin in the game. There's no, they're not invested in the organization in the same way that the people who, uh, who work there are. So they can say anything they want. They can, they can kind of do anything they want and they don't actually have to deal with the repercussions of it because they'll just get their fat paycheck, um, go home and go exploit the next company that comes along. Um, that's all my little points, I think, Andy. They're my anti-consulting points. What are your, what are your pro-consulting? What are you thinking? I, I, I love this part already because I get to start with, I think you're full of shit, Jim, um, <laughs> which is always a good way to be able to start a conversation. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I think consultants are awesome um, for, a number of different, for a number of different reasons. Similarly, um, I remember, <clears throat> I'll start with, I remember when... Uh, when I graduated university, my business card said I was a product service experience and interaction designer. So that was kind of my, my first, that, that's how I described myself when I first started in the creative industries. And um, I've called myself a lot of other things since then. And lots of people have called me lots of other things since then too. Um, but I, I think consultants are awesome for a number of reasons. I think first and foremost, um, they, they bring a different perspective to organizations if you like a fresh pair of eyes um, somebody from from the outside who can perhaps spot things that haven't been seen before um, spot spot patterns or nuances or um, challenges in teams or opportunities that, that maybe aren't as obvious when you're when you're doing stuff day in and day out inside that organization um, so yeah I think I think that idea of perspective and a different perspective is, is a big important one um, when, when you're engaging with and working with consultants. Um, second of all, I think, 
I think to some degree everybody's full of shit um, in, in some way. And I think whether you, whether you call yourself an agitator or a consultant or a contractor or a disruptor or an entrepreneur or um, a ninja or a nomad or an orchestrator, whatever the fuck you call yourself, I think it would be quite easy to, to, um, to come across others uh, who, who at some point might be full of shit too. And so I th for me, one of the, coming back to what I said about how I described myself after I left university, um, I'm always keen for people not to get caught up on labels. Um, I try to encourage everybody where possible to talk about the work they're doing and, and not get caught up in, am I a this or am I a that? Am I a consultant? Am I a designer? Um, am I an expert? Am I a facilitator, etc.? cetera? Um, and and I, think, I think for me, anybody who, who would look at my, for example, my LinkedIn profile and say, oh, he's a consultant, he's probably full of shit. Um, I probably wouldn't want to work with them. Um, and I think the, the only way to, to kind of overcome that hurdle is to, to you know, create opportunities like this where you can speak to people, get their opinions, get their views, hear what they've got to say. And, and fundamentally, um, I think anytime you're going to engage with, with anybody, whether it be somebody labeled a consultant or somebody else's, is understanding what's, what's the value that they're bringing to your organization and, and having those conversations early on. Um, so I, I, think, I think for me, there, there's an important part of, for, certainly personally for me as part of this debate, is, um, is I, I think it's unhelpful for us to get caught up in, in, in uh, labels and, and actually to, to shift that focus to what, what's the value, what's the added value that somebody can bring, whether they're called a consultant or something different. Um, Nice. Yeah, and I, th I think the final point for me on that, I, so I, 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 I could have got lost in Google. It's, if you Google what's the difference between a consultant or a designer or a consultant and an agency, it's a rabbit hole. I'd strongly suggest anybody watching this doesn't do it. You'll lose at least half a day of your life and it's not particularly fun. Um, but one of, the, one of the, the main arguments I see on that is, is that uh, people come in, consultants specifically come in, um, and they, they offer these sort of big grand ideas. Um, and, and yeah, as, as Jim, as you said there, they then fuck off and, and leave you to, to do that implementation. I know certainly um, with a lot of the organizations and individuals I work with who either call themselves consultants or consultancies, um, a huge selling point for them is that they work with the organizations through that implement, implementation stage too. So I think it's really important not to, not to generalize about um, about the, those sort of frightening McKinsey's and the, the you know the one million pound PowerPoints that they sell on. Um, and again, yeah, what I'm really curious about as part of this conversation is uh, how do we move beyond labels to to be be more uh, creating more opportunities to inquire about added value and impact. Mm. Nice, thanks, Andy. Cool. Uh, so we're we're gonna like broaden the conversation out now already i think we'll break you guys into two rooms so we'll have two rooms of four and we'll uh we'll be in there too and what we'd love you to discuss in these rooms is is these questions really like do you think do you think consultants in generally are full of shit or are they awesome like what's your relationship to the word have you met anyone from one of these big mckinsey's before and what work do they actually do have you experienced prejudice yourself as a as a consultant whatever whatever you want to uh dive into the discussion we'll um we'll break out these rooms now so get ready to unmute and, and have a chat cool okay so you've been invited to join a breakout room we'll, we'll be in there for like 15 15 minutes or so
yeah so we'd love to let's bring the kind of conversations between the two groups together uh would anyone from andy's andy's group could you kind of summarize the discussion that was had or are there any things that stick in your mind any things that were particularly interesting just go for it if you have a have a thought just unmute and go for it we were just discussing some uh points that synthesize some of the talk and one that uh, for me it's interesting the others can talk about the others points other points is that the importance of working with the client and being humble with a quote from sam that is listening with the intentional intention of understanding that i think stood out for me and so all this permeability permeability and that in my opinion, it's not really the idea of the consultant in the past, the one that knew everything and brought the answers and the new sort of consultants that work together and exchange and build together. So this was one of the things. Mm, nice. More, more. Let's hear more. Anyone or people from the group that I was in too. Go on, Steve. You were nearly poised there to say something. Hello. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was again one of one of Sam's points talking about the accountability. Um, I, th I think from an experience of working in the council, it's having consultants that can get a project to a stage and then either fuck off and leave or request some more money. Um, so yeah, I think it's ha having that accountability to be able to say yes, I, I'm here to deliver that project or I'm here to, to get your staff to a level that they can deliver it themselves. Hmm. Fabian, do you want to make your point about, or we were kind of exploring this point of coaches versus consultants? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were talking about coaches and, and the consultants and that consultants, they maybe get a bad rep because that they basically just mirror you and point you in a good direction. So if, for example, I'm a consultant and my uh, client asks me like, what do you want to do about this? I kind of just point the question uh, back at him or her saying, yeah, well, what would you do about this if you were in that situation? Um, maybe it's not such a good example, but the, the main gist of it is that um, a coach is, is somebody who reflects another person. And what we came to the, con the conclusion about the consultants is that they actually come in and give a piece of knowledge or skill or information to the actual product or service or uh, pro uh, project that you're doing together with. Uh, so uh, setting the expectation for what you actually are I think can kill a lot of bad reputation among consultants and coaches. Can I can I chip in there just based on thanks, Fabian, based on something that came up from our from our group too, just to see if if that sparks any other thoughts. Um, somebody, it's one of the one of the themes building on that, that came up, which I thought was quite interesting, was that that actually. Uh, not to be the consultant that has the answers because sometimes there, there was I guess a, a fear in our group that the, the consultants who have all the answers are the ones that are probably most full of shit 
Um, and actually what was really important was to, to find a balance between <clears throat> bringing that level of expertise, but also all, but, but ensuring, and, and Sergio touched on this as well, but ensuring that, that, that that's done alongside the client and, and the consultants that are able to balance that level of expertise and input alongside uh, alongside the client's input and expertise, those are the ones that are awesome. And actually the ones that, that come with all those answers um, and all that expertise already up their sleeves, they, 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 they potentially could be the ones that are, that are a wee bit more, more full of shit. And, and I think, Jim, uh, that, that sort of builds a wee bit onto your point around creating dependency, that consultants create dependency. And something, again, that, that uh, was mentioned in this room, um, which I think, again, is quite poignant, was, was that actually consultants become most valuable when, when they become disposable. Uh, and, and actually the, the, the uh, good consultants shouldn't be building a dependency culture. So they shouldn't be relied on to be the, 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 the absolute expert. And, and there's a responsibility for us as consultants to make sure that we're, um, we're doing our best to share that expertise and, and, and also to hand over some of, that, some of that knowledge so that the client is able to, to use the vocabulary or methodologies or processes or whatever those things are so that they don't, they don't become reliant on, on us as consultants but then i think it's also a balance where uh i the i add more value like the longer i spend with a client or i i will add more value after i'll add more value in like a month than i will in one day i i think with most clients so whilst i don't want to nurture dependency i also would like to convince or agree with clients to, to for them to have me in for a, a certain period of time so that I can add value. Like I've, I've had some frustration in the past of like only doing one, two, three day things where I know there will be like lots of inspiration, but I can't support with the implementation. So I think it's also a balance. Oh, Yorick, you got your hand up. Yeah. I think that, that uh, hits close to something that Tom said in our group about, um, it more being about building relationships. So also what I heard from, I forgot his name, check or work through here. Sergio said that um, it's more about listening with the in intent of understanding. I think that's more about building a relationship with your client um, and working together towards a solution instead of Hey, I'm here. I'm coming in. I've got all the answers. Uh, here's my, uh, so now pay me money. Like here's the invoice. I think, uh, I think that's super interesting. Yeah. Like I'm uh, really nerdy about, uh, neuroscience and learning today. Uh, and I've read up some of it and I don't know if any of you are familiar with the ages model. Uh, it's, it speaks about how the brain, you know, how we can optimize the brain for learning and how we can create learning environments that are optimized for how our brain actually works and not just behaviorally. And, and for me, like consultancy is, is a lot about creating learning uh, organizations and helping them to learn things so that I don't, so that they don't have this dependency. Of course, the relationship needs to be there. But if, if I'm to create like a good learning environment or something that you said, Jorik, that sparked my interest is like the... Uh, that consultants often come in and they do these like intense uh, three-day workshops and then they leave. And that's not how the brain learns the best. It's actually by spacing out the learning. We've, we've learned recently that, that that's how you learn the best and that's how you implement learning the best way is if you 
sort of space it out in little snippets. Uh, and I think that's where the consultant come, can come in and, and, and be more valuable over like a long time, as you said, Jim. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I would add to that, that in my opinion, first of all, dependency is uh, different from long-term relationships. I think we can, you can have a long-term relationship without dependability because you know that at some point it's going to end and you're working to get to this point. So I think that's the difference between uh, saying, okay, it's a one day thing or a two month thing. I think, and I, I do think that one day or short term relationship it shouldn't be called consultants, consultancy jobs can be provocation, can be a provocative workshop or provocative, whatever, uh, facilitation, but the consultancy, I think the accountability comes with the long-term relationship as well, where you are, accountable for what you said and what has happened to them and how would you react to that or how would you uh, deal with that with adding to that that most of the consultants that I know usually don't think it's valuable to say that I'm wrong and and I think uh, the modern consultants must say you know what that was the plan and I can see that now that I'm wrong I have these other plans if you think it's valuable or not, we can try this, this, and that. So that's something, another thing. I'm just going to bring in uh, Howard's point because his, his audio isn't working so well. Uh, I would approach consulting with an onboarding experience followed by the collaboration and then the handover slash offboarding of the consultants. And through the process should facilitate exploring and developing the solutions. Yeah, it sounds like we're all kind of saying, kind of saying a similar thing. Someone, I heard an intake of breath. Was someone about to talk? No. I still, I still keep coming back to this question. Like, should I, should I call myself a consultant? Like, is, is, is me calling myself a consultant getting in the way of me doing this good work with people? Because this is the kind of work I want to do. And I'm not sure whether the baggage that comes with the word consultant is useful or, or not. Or whether, like, I just, I can just kind of push through it. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's quite quite interesting. In, in our group, we were talking about the expertise and the definition of the word consultant. Um, where you're, you've got this image in your head of somebody with 50 years experience and white hair just coming in and bah, right, I know everything. Um, but at the same time, each of us in the group seem to be talking about a transferable set of skills to facilitate people, get them on board, build those relationships. Um, so yeah, is, is consultant the right word or is it I think somebody said coach or leader leader or something like that, where that, that's effectively what you're doing is taking people on the journey with you. Mm. Building on that, Stephen, and coming back to Fabian's point, <clears throat> this idea of coach is interesting too, because it's actually, it's symptomatic of the coaching world as well, is that, um, uh, uh, as Fabian said, coaching, coaching uh, in its truest form is around reflecting what, what somebody else is, is saying back to you to help them explore, or, or in my view, explore and find the answers for themselves. But if, if you were to go to uh, Google and Google like a, a consult, uh, uh, sorry, a, a coaching consultancy or a coaching organization, you'll very often find that one of the first things they see is a coach with 50 years experience in sector X. And that, that should be fucking irrelevant. It shouldn't have any relevance to the relationship between coach and client. But actually, um, a lot of the time, that, that that's one of the, the first 
that you would see on those in, in, in those spaces different totally different if you're talking about mentorship for example or you know you're looking for for a mentor to help you who's you know started their own business or a mentor to help you I don't know start a new company called com for com and they run something similar whatever those things might be and um, but I think I think this the idea that especially with with and again, something that we were talking around with, with our group as well is this idea of expertise and whether expertise in a given sector should be relevant um, when we're talking about coaching, consulting, etc. Yeah, and that's Sam's point there. You just copied Sam from Wikipedia. Expert advice. There's something about expertise there. And I guess it's like well, the thing we were talking about before we left the breakout room about um, Howard's point about design thinking uh, and design doing and, and I was exploring like you're a design thinking consultant Andy uh, and your job is to help people do the doing but you don't do the doing for them like they they do the doing but you're an expert in the process so I guess to be a consultant we should be we should have expertise in some field whether it's like as abstract as a, as a process or like group dynamics or as concrete as like coding or whatever or building a wall, something even more, con like literally concrete. More thoughts, any other thoughts? Yeah, I think, so I have two thoughts. One, one regarding the word, I think, yes, we definitely should call ourselves consultants. And I've been struggling to that for the past five years. And one of the reasons I joined a different type of uh, master's degree and learned design thinking was kind of to, because I thought I shouldn't be a consultant anymore. And nowadays, I'm pretty sure I, I, I must keep the title of as a consultant and redefine how people think about it. Because I don't think, I think the struggle to build a new semantics for that would be impossible. And it's just a new type of consultant. It's a consultant with a different mindset, not with industrial uh, mindset and more of the new era mindset. So I think that's one point. And another point is also what are consultants helping the clients and maybe the term or how we approach it must uh, change. And two things that we are talking in our group was, well, that I bought, I brought it was um, people are looking for shortcuts. Maybe this is one sort of process that a consultant can bring and it's very reliable in expertise in a specific area that can bring shortcuts to their own process or people are bring are seeking for confidence and they want to do that better and they need so that would be more of a mentor or a tutor or whatever the name but a consultant that will help them get there with more confidence and then probably people that are not related to their business but to a process or to a specific outcome uh, that they are seeking. So I don't know. There might be others. There's two that came to my mind. Hmm. Other thoughts? What else? What's going on in your guys' heads? Tom, what are you thinking? Tom. Tom Yule. <laughs> nope. Oh no. Yeah, go on. Thinking. Uh... There's a difference here. You were talking about the consultant firms, and then on the next level, you're talking about individual people who, like Sergio, who's a consultant themselves. There's a difference between those two two beings where you have an individual who's a consultant comes in, works, and has a he has the same interest as he wants to give a 
it's an impression, maybe get future work, but there's a, there's a more of a personable relationship there between them and some big three-letter consultant firm where it's just like, today you're going to work with uh, whoever, and next week you'll be working with whoever else. So there's two different entities, I think, in this consultant word. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, we, we uh, at some point started calling ourselves an indie consultancy, which like really fit with the way we were, yeah, like it, it felt good saying it. It's like, we're not in, we're not, we've not got suits and suits and ties and, and like 50 years experience, but we're, you know, we're wearing trainers or, or we're barefoot or something <laughs> and we're doing, doing things in kind of a smaller way. Yeah, that seemed to fit our vibe for sure. And be, but and beyond beyond suits and trainers, um, I think that like same no, of course, Tom, yeah. <laughs> uh, build, building on what Tom was saying around, I think the yeah, I think that's a, it's really been interesting hearing everyone talk about um, relationships and building relationships. And I think for me, that's been probably the most significant learning I've had in my professional career is is that we are in the business of building, maintaining and nurturing relationships. And, and if we can do that well, um, and, and, and I think then, you know, all of the, all of the words that, that, have, that we've mentioned, you know, things that are obviously valuable or, or um, important to people in this group, like accountability or trust or being humble or honesty or transparency, those, those things that you would expect to build with people uh, who you loved or your friends or your family. Um, I, I think, I think that this idea of, of, um, of, the relationships um, and that's why I coming back to my earlier point around getting beyond labels I think it's it's really important for us to to yeah to begin to have as conversations as early as possible to start to build those relationships and quite quickly find out whether uh, whether 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 they're going to work or not um, and and yeah I think that's been that certainly was something we touched on loosely in our group but sounds like it's it's came through as a theme quite quite more strongly is, is the importance of building, maintaining and nurturing uh, relationships with the, with the people that you work with. And, and if you can get that part right, then, then generally, and of course, do a good job, then, then every, the other bits uh, should fall into place. And I guess then it won't matter what you call yourself so much because, you know, like Tom, you've worked with Tom and doesn't matter what Tom calls you, he, he's going to go talk to his friend i don't know what tom calls you but yeah uh he'll say to his friend like oh there's this great guy andy who's who can help you do this thing or like he can help you with your design thing he help you solve problems in a different way help you whatever and and it'll be on the merit of the work you've done rather than the label you've given yourself that's how we all be. i've never t- yeah. called andy a consultant no yeah <laughs> what have you yeah, I, I don't want to hear what you normally call him <laughs> Yeah, just a, a big bit of trust. That's all. <laughs> exactly. I disagree. Okay, Sam's gotta go. Thanks, oh, Sam. Sorry. See ya, buddy. Sorry, go on. Who's gonna go, Sergio? I was. I was just gonna say that I disagree with that point. That it doesn't matter how we call ourselves. Really? And okay. Yeah. Great. Yes, because then we we rely on the other people' judgments of what we do to call it, and of course they can mouth, word of mouth spread out our job, and in the end we need. We need jobs, we need to survive, and we need to sell ourselves. So from a branding perspective, I believe that having a name and having a definition of what you are, even if you're more than that, or, uh, it's, it's valuable because then you can even help people spread the word the way you want to be known. 
So, um, and you like and I, I think, someone, I think right? that's so two different things again, though, isn't it? That's two different things. If someone's going to cold call you or Google, I want an expert in this, and they can put whatever phrase they want into Google, they consult it. But when somebody's speaking about somebody else's word, word of mouth, it's not going to be, I know this great consultant. It's going to be, I know this great guy that did some, did, did some good work for us. It was around design thinking. It was around this. Here's his contact. So, yes, consultant to the big wide world. But when you talk about interrelationships, it's more about what, you know, what the person did for you. And, yes, you should use them. Mm. And, should, and I guess it's those, the behaviours of the bad consultants that we've all been talking about that we should try and avoid. It's, we should try not to have like transactional relationships and we should try not to just deliver a PowerPoint without supporting the, the organizations to, to deliver it. Mm. So Sergio, I was wondering if you say that uh, you do need the name of like, that you need to own what you call yourself. Do you mean that personally, like this is my brand, this is who I am? Or do you mean that for like consultants in general, like this whole chat room, for for example, should we settle on a name that what we call ourselves? In my opinion, I think the chat room. I, I would say if we had, so I, 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 I always liked the way they, uh, Jim called himself an indie consultant, Jim and John. And if we had some sort of a manifest of what, what an indie consultant means mm. without, without saying that we are not consultants. We are, not, we are a, a, diff, a new breed of consultants. And what does that stand for? It stands that we help make sense of everything, that we, are, we bring an outside perspective, that we invest continuously in new tools and process to, to spread to our clients, that we are not afraid of failing. So I don't know, just point out what an indie means in this consultant world. Then I think it's a very interesting thing to say, okay, I'm not any consultant. I'm this sort of consultants because that express my values. I think it's all about values. And in the end, I truly, I, I agree with Tom. People will tell how they related to your values and they will talk about that. But if we have the opportunity to point out what we value the most and help them spread the values that kind of creates this indie consultant, whatever, uh, that would help create this market. Right, so we need an indie consultancy manifesto. That's, <laughs> that's the to-do. <laughs> okay, we can do that, cool. I just always wanted to have the like, indie in my name, you know, after growing up in the 90s. We're coming to the end, guys. We've only got a minute left. Um, any, any closing remarks, Andy? Any, any closing thoughts? Um, no, I think just a thanks to Sam, Rafa, Stephen and Sergio from our group. Um, yeah, just just quite thought-provoking overall. Um, I wasn't quite sure where it would go when we started. And, and um, it was actually lots of really interesting conversations overall. I think, I think a couple of the standouts for me are, as Sergio said at the end there, I think dependency is different than a long-term relationship. And I think, mm. I think that really speaks... Uh, quite powerfully to where we where we started the conversation around um, around this idea of building independency. Um, 
So I, I think that's probably one of the standouts for me. And and the second one is obviously the relational aspect of that, which Tom touched on too. And, and I, you know, when when I was looking around the squares of faces, there was there were plenty of people nodding nodding along too, which I I'm gonna I'm gonna assume was an agreement, and people weren't offering them biscuits behind the screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think I think this idea of relationships is uh, is also the. The, the other standout for me is, is whatever we choose to label ourselves, be that consultants, indie consultants, designers, et cetera, et cetera, that, that um, fundamentally and at the foundation of all of this stuff is, is building, nurturing and maintaining good relationships. And um, if you're shit at that, it doesn't matter what you, what you call yourself, you're going to be shit. Amen. Nice. Thanks, buddy. I think we'll end there. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming. Uh, we're going to share the record. We want to share the recording with uh, people who couldn't come. If that's is anyone not okay with that, just shake your head if you're not okay. Okay, great. We'll share it then. Cool, awesome. Um, we will, yeah, come up with a new question for next time. Uh, if anyone's got any suggestions of things you want to debate and discuss, then just message one of us. Um, if you haven't, then we'll see you at the next one. Cheers, folks. Bye.